This episode of Shaking Spears was sponsored in part by the UJ Student Marketing Department. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Kay, and I'm part of the Think Theatre Shakespeare Company, along with my director and producer, Claire Olivia Mortimer. And below me on the screen, you can see Brian Hiles and Cara Roberts. Today, we're going to be discussing the scene, the nunnery scene, from Hamlet. Get thee to a nunnery. I'm sure that all of you are very familiar with it always. Um, always? Ignore me. It's been a long week. <laughs> so yes, we're going to be discussing the nunnery scene. We're going to be uh, taking a little bit of a deep dive into that and why the scene is the way that it is and why we play it the way that we play it. Because obviously jumping from text into action um, can throw up some vast differences that some people may or may not agree with. So uh, Claire, Brian, Cara, lovely to have you all. Thank you so Hello. much, Mark. Thanks for hosting Thank us. Thank you for having us. Yes, uh, right. Um, let's get straight into it and let's uh, open with the director. Uh, Claire has loads of experience. She's been a teacher for many years in the past and, of course, award-winning actress and directrix. I don't know what the gendered term of that is. But Claire, let's dive straight in with you. Why is this scene so important to the play? Um, I think it's, well, it's known as the seminal scene, obviously. Um, and it's because in the crux of that moment of to be or not to be, and, and then, of course, the nunnery that, that follows, um, Hamlet is contemplating suicide, but he's not contemplating it for himself personally, necessarily. It's a general, uh, it's put out there generally, why do men suffer, uh, women men suffer, when they could just end it all? What it does tell us is his overwhelming burden at the time that, that he's considering this, um, but puts it out in a, in a general sense. And it speaks to his frustration with himself in terms of his inaction, which is a huge thing in, in, in the play, obviously, is, is his inability or how he sees it to act from the gut, act rash, irrationally and just get things done. He can't even, uh, in his own mind, commit to killing himself because he is afraid of, of what might come afterwards, and not just him, but everyone. So we know that's a major theme in Hamlet, is the whole idea of, of his inaction, um, constant need to rationalize, to, well, you know, in direct contrast to, say, Othello, who, who doesn't think at all um, once he gets a notion in his head. So because that is a central theme of the play, that, of course, then becomes the central speech. Um, it is referred to in other in other monologues and soliloquies um, of, of Hamlet's. Um, now might I Rogan do it, Pat, comes to mind for me. Um, so, yes, exactly. And Rogan Peasant Slave. Uh, you know, so it, it's a recurring theme, but it's nowhere else in the play is it so beautifully encapsulated than in the speech of To Be or Not To Be, which is why it's probably the most quoted um, opening line. In, Arguably in the, the most famous speech in theatre across all time. Absolutely. Um, Let's move on to Brian, who uh, plays the speech, um, and uh, we're going to give you a little snippet of it right now. Uh, we recorded this production in 2019 uh, for the stage to go out into streaming. Uh, so let's have a look at that now, and then we'll come back to Brian.
to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortunes or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die, to sleep, no more. And by a sleep of death to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Is a consummation devoutly to be wished. Okay, so Brian, that was you looking very dashing on the stage of the Hilton College Theatre. Um, would you like to speak to what Claire was just saying about Hamlet's inactivity and what he's going through and uh, lead us a little bit into bringing Cara into the conversation as Ophelia uh, for the nunnery uh, scene to follow? I would. Um, I agree a lot with what Claire's saying, obviously, because we have spoken about this significantly through rehearsals. He is, he's, he's constantly questioning himself and his actions and the actions of those around him and the consequences of actions. And in doing so, he's, he's a perfect Libran because he's weighing up, <laughs> he's, he's weighing up all the decisions that that could possibly be made and in doing so he doesn't make any decisions because there is this this idea of if i make this decision what if i'm wrong mm -hmm. so his to be or not to be toying with the idea of suicide what if that decision is wrong because yes it might be a simple answer for me for now but what comes after that and is it, is it the right decision for the situation for now, the situation that he finds himself in where his father, he thinks, has been murdered? He's quite convinced, but he doesn't know this. Um, and for his uncle, who he is quite convinced, arranged, if not did it himself, murdered his, his father, but he doesn't know this. So he's constantly toying with the idea of, this is what I think, but I don't know. So I can't take a decision until I know. Um, and then that's leading into the nunnery scene. He's, he's ripped out of this, this internal dialogue into something where he's thrown in front of the woman that he's in love with. And she is starting to, to ask him questions or speak in a way that he is then asking himself more questions about his relationship with her about his relationship with his mother, about his relationship with, with all the women that he's in touch with or involved with. And further than that, the people that are, are around him, his uncle. Uh, Rosencrantz um, and Guildenstern and Rosencrantz that and trust issue. That we'll deal with that in another podcast. Yes. Folks, stay tuned. But yeah, um, Horatio, who is the one person who he clearly does trust and um, brings into his confidence across everything. Yeah, I follow what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't know if that's very clear, but but again, it just it just points out his, I suppose, confusion or his questioning. Hmm. Absolutely. Music by Nick.
Midair Machine, used under license CCBY-SA 4.0. For further information or bookings, contact Doreen at thinktheatre.co.za. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined.